<clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast project. I'm your host, Daniel K, and I'd like to welcome you to my very first attempt at an ASMR-style audio-only video game Let's Play series. In this series, I'll be playing a text adventure and attempting to emulate the ASMR style. I'll be honest with you, the only reason I'm doing this is because if I successfully create a product that I'm happy with, then I will have unlocked in my life the ability to record episodes while my son is asleep. Because speaking at this tempo and level of volume won't wake him up. So there you go, that's why I'm doing this. And also because I'm a big fan of the It's a Duck Blur colon Let's Get Dangerous podcast, in which the co-host of that podcast, Sarah Bags, read out a passage of text in uh, what she called an ASMR style, and I found it quite pleasing to listen to. So, I apologise if this is way off the mark, and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm sure, I'm sure you'll forgive any mistakes that I make, because you and I, we're good friends. Nothing threatening will happen in this episode, in this encounter. All you'll hear is my soft, slow, friendly voice, the tapping of the keyboard, me reading the text of the adventure, and uh, some banging from out the window, where a man is destroying a concrete floor with a sledgehammer. But just ignore that, it's okay. He probably doesn't know I'm here, it's okay. Okay, today we're going to be playing a text adventure from the year 2004. I found it on the Interactive Fiction Database, which hosts an absolutely massive library of text adventures. And if you have any interest in text adventures, then I recommend that you check out this website, ifdb.tads.org. I'm sure you'll be able to find something for you. The game from 2004 that I'll be playing is called Wampus 2000. The author is Muffy St. Bernard, and this is an RPG slash cave crawler text adventure. I've never attempted to play it before. I'll be recording my first experiences with the game. Because I trust you listeners. Because we're friends. Am I doing it right? Good. Alright, let's hit the online play button. That will allow this website to emulate a text adventure interface 
without me needing to download any scary exe files because there'll be no threatening content at all in this episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays. Would you like to restore a saved game? I'm going to type no. Some people love exploring caves and some people get a sick thrill out of falling but you are not one of them. Since childhood, you've had a fear of heights, depths, and quick trips in between. Those dreams about endless drops into bottomless pits still haunt you, especially when you've had a bit too much to drink. You were also one of those kids who was convinced that the boogeyman lurked under the basement steps, down there in the cold and clammy darkness. Listeners, I'm actually quite surprised about the negative tone that this game has taken at this point. I want to reassure you that I honestly didn't know that there would be this negative content in this text adventure. In this text adventure that I'm showing in this ASMR style to you all. This style that is typified by its non-threatening and friendly nature purpose of which is to relax and calm the listener into a state of wellness and peace. <clears throat> anyway, let's keep on reading about this horrible cave game. You are also one of those kids who was convinced that the boogeyman lurked under the basement steps. Down there in the cold and clammy darkness. No, you are definitely not a fan of those two exotic pleasures of falling and darkness. Which is why you're not thrilled about being thrown into a deep and forbidding shaft. If the fall lasts long enough, maybe you'll get a chance to ponder what's at the bottom of it all. And what you left behind on the surface. Press any key to continue. Listeners, I'm going to be pressing the F key. Are you ready? To be fair, you have plumbed these depths, though not in a very heroic way. You've done research and talked to people mainly. When you devoted last week's editorial to exposing the shady dealings of New Jersey public officials, you thought you'd be given a promotion. Maybe the newspaper chain would bump you up to some big city assignment, get you away from the little Morristown rag you'd been working on for several years. Apparently, the one thing you didn't find out in your research was that those public officials own the newspaper chain and that they're even more ruthless and immoral than you had thought. Now... After being dragged out of bed and dumped into the pit itself, it looks like that promotion is a long way off. But what is this pit? You've read facts about it in geological surveys. You've heard all of the local folklore about the mythical creatures lurking down there. The Wampus was probably the most colourful monster of the bunch. 
and you know for a fact that the city has been dumping toxic waste into it for years. Leave it to a bunch of suburban fat cats to arrange a billion dollar waste disposal contract and then just hire some local thugs to dump the stuff in a hole under Morristown. Could that toxic junk be leaking into the city's water supply? Lots of people are speculating, but nobody has had the courage to actually go down there to check it out. Press any key to continue. Listeners, I'm going to be pressing the space bar now. Well, it looks like you've been reluctantly nominated. If you survive the fall, you might get a chance to solve these mysteries and maybe win a Pulitzer Prize to boot. Listeners, is my voice friendly enough? Maybe I need to try and smile while I read. How's this? I'm smiling now. Can you hear it? Oh, you've been falling for a long time. And it's almost time to land, for better or for worse. And hey, maybe that wampus thing is really friendly. Wampus 2000. The Virulent Labyrinth of Yobshagoth. Copyright 2004 by Muffy St. Bernard. Type help for tips, hints, and special features. Release number one. A fair-sized textured cavern. You are in room number two, a fair-sized cavern with textured orange fungus-spotted walls. Some of the fungus has been scraped off the wall, but it is slowly growing back. A thick, wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dreamlike quality. Exit 1 slowly descends towards an unexplored room. Exit 2 goes towards an unexplored room. There is an empty canteen here. High above your head is the shaft you fell out of. It appears that this skeleton on the ground has broken your fall. A scrap of paper is lying next to the skeleton. You can also see a small rock. A transmat popper and two food pellets here. It's so hot in here that you are sweating profusely. And now, listeners, it's my turn to enter a command for this main character to follow. So let's look at the skeleton. You can't see any such thing. Oh, listeners, did you know that skeleton only has one L? Let's try that again. This skeleton looks like he came in the same way you did, but he had a much less fortunate fate. One of his legs is shattered to pieces. He's obviously been here a long time. You can safely say, having landed on it, that it is the comfiest skeleton that you have ever come into contact with. The brittle skeleton weighs about five pounds, and you figure it's worth fifteen dollars. Listeners, that's an interesting observation for my character to make. I wonder if there'll be an opportunity to sell items in my inventory later on in this text adventure. 
and perhaps I should collect up the skeleton to sell for $15. Let's try that, shall we? Get skeleton. This skeleton is cumbersome, but you manage to scrape it all together and to pick it up. Oh, good. Oh, it sounds like my mum has come home. I better pause this ASMR experience to have some enriching family time and wholesome conversation in a family context. Maybe a nice relaxing cup of tea. Thank you for your patience, listeners, and I'll see you on the other end of this edit point. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, my good friends. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for letting me do that. I had a wonderful time with my mum. We had a delicious dinner. It was a very fulfilling experience. And now it's time to continue with the text adventure, Wampus 2000. Um, yeah, it's time for uh, a kind of proof of the concept of this whole series, because I'm actually watching over my uh, little kid while he sleeps. You might be able to hear some breathing in the background, that's him. I hope that only adds to the ASMR experience. Um, unfortunately for all of us, this text adventure employs an element of randomization in its layout. And I didn't save my game when my mum got home and interrupted my playing. So I've started again, but we're in a slightly different location. We've fallen through the hole in the roof, down the pit, and we find ourselves, my good friends, you and I, in room number 11, a tiny, cramped room with creased, orange, and fungus-spotted walls. Some of the fungus has been scraped off the wall, but it is slowly growing back again and a thick, wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dreamlike quality. There are two exits. One move towards an unexplored room. There are two exits. One moves toward an unexplored room, and exit number two turns towards an unexplored room. There is an empty canteen here, there's the shaft we fell out of, high above our head. There's a skeleton on the ground, as before. There's a scrap of paper. There is a transmat popper, whatever that is. I'll admit to you listeners that I'm not too sure, because I, I feel secure in sharing my insecurities with you, because you're such good friends of mine. There are also two food pellets here. And the deafening sound of a waterfall roars through the chamber that we're in. So let's get that skeleton. And now let's get the f 
food. That might come in handy. I've taken the food and the popper. Is now also taken and the canteen is taken. I see my score is currently one. I'm in a tiny creased room and my health is 83%. My good friends, I'm going to try eating some of this orange fungus now. Eat fungus. You eat some fungus off of the walls. Nothing appears to have happened. Let's get some fungus. The fungus is too slimy for me to be able to carry it. I see my health is 87%. That hasn't changed, has it? I don't think it has. Okay, let's take let's take that piece of paper and read it. Read paper. Just hours ago, Susie and I were jitterbugging in the pale moonlight, says the paper. We did not watch our feet, so absorbed were we by our sinful desires. Where did that hole come from? And why haven't the constabulary erected a warning sign? Now I am down here and my leg hurts like the dickens. And Susie has wandered off to find a way out. She believes that as long as she heads in an upward direction, she will arrive at the surface in a few minutes. I know little of caves, so I am forced to agree with her, but in my heart I am troubled. Before leaving, she brought me some water she found in a nearby river, claiming it fast enough to be safe from infection. But I fear it was poisoned. I am not well. After escaping these caves, will I ever jitterbug again? In daylight only, I swear. As my candle dies, reserved for romantic dinners in the garden, and now my only sufficient light, I believe that I hear the sound of a strange shifting throughout the cave. I recall ancient tales of the evil wampus hidden in a lair beneath this city. I wish Susie had left the walking stick so I would have something with which to defend myself. My goodness, the candle dies and I see the face of... Dash, dash, dash. And that's what the note says. So my good friends, I'm glad that I have your company on this scary journey I find myself on. With you by my side, I'm sure I can face any adversary, including this apparently very evil wampus. So let's start by taking exit number one. Exit one. Oh. Um, use exit one. Use exit one. That's not a verb. Hmm, okay. One. That's not a verb. Okay, listeners. 
I'm comfortable enough in your company to admit that I need help at this stage, so I'm going to type in the word help and hit the enter key. Mm, there are several different help topics available. Moving around the caves. Each room has at least one exit, leading to another room. All exits are referred to as X, followed by an exit number. For instance, exit 1 is X1. Simply typing that will start you in the direction of that exit. If you have been through one of the exits previously, you can also refer to the room number it leads to. For instance, you can type Go24 to move to room 24, provided there is a room in that direction. You can also type Back to retrace your footsteps. Two asterisks will appear next to the exit you last came from. Regions are slightly more difficult to navigate, as they are actually single large rooms with multiple sections within them. For that reason, they are referred to by a common room number, and the clues you are given about the other sections of the region are more ambiguous. If an exit leads to another level in the cave, you will not be told anything about the room at the other end as it is too far away. Just because there is an exit to another room doesn't mean that you can reach it. If there is water between you and it, you must swim to get there. Use exit to finish swimming, though this is done automatically if you move to a room without any water. If the exit is particularly steep, you might have trouble climbing it. This will depend on your strength and the steepness of the incline. Restoring will restore your strength if you are not in a very cold or hot room, but keep in mind that the rest of the caves are active even when you are not. Okay, let's type in X1. X1, we are in room number 10, a tiny, jagged, watery cavern. You're in room number 10, a tiny cramped cavern with jagged orange fungus choked walls. Tiny fissures mar the floor. A thick wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dreamlike quality. Exit 1 stretches towards an unexplored room. Exit 2 moves towards room number 11, a tiny creased chamber. That's where we've come from. And the final exit, exit 3, slowly descends towards an unexplored room. A gush of water bursts from exit 1 through the room and into exit 3. It fills the entire room with water. In here, you can't bear the heat, and the deafening sound of a waterfall roars through the chamber. Let's... Swim to X3. You step into the water. The strong current sweeps you off your feet 
Helpless to resist, you are washed into exit number three. Press any key to continue. Listeners, my good friends, I'm going to press the Q key in the top left corner of my keyboard. Here goes. I find myself in a small, creased, watery cavern. Room number 18. With orange, fungus-choked walls, a thick, wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dreamlike quality. There are three exits. Exit 1 slowly descends towards some distant, unexplored room. Exit 2 moves towards an unexplored room. And Exit 3, the direction from which I've come, rises very slightly towards room 10, which is a tiny, jagged and watery chamber. A gush of water bursts from Exit 3 through the room and into Exit 1. It fills the entire room with water and it's warm here and the deafening sound of a waterfall roars through the chamber. Let's try moving towards exit 2. An unexplored room. Listeners, we find ourselves in room number 6, a fair-sized cavern with textured orange fungus-choked walls. Stalagmites rise out of the floor, Reaching for the roof of the cave, a thick wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dreamlike quality. There are three exits. The first one, moving towards room 18, where I've just come from. Exit 2 twists towards an unexplored room. And exit 3 corkscrews towards an unexplored room. Here in this room number six that I'm in, my good friends, my close companions, I can see a small rock. And in the room it's very warm, and the deafening sound of a waterfall roars through the chamber. Let's you and I examine the rock together. Look at rock. The small rock weighs about six pounds. And you figure it isn't worth anything money-wise. Let's pick up the rock. Taken. There was more information on the rock which I didn't see, listeners, I'm sorry. I understand that you'd forgive me that, because we're such good friends, you and me, on this adventure together in the cave. The passage of text that I overlooked reads, A rock is a rock is a rock, but this one is round and it fits nicely into your hand. It's lightly grey and probably made of granite, and it doesn't look like it came from the walls of the cave. So I feel glad that I've got that rock now. Perhaps if an adversary approaches, I could scare them off by wielding the rock. Okay. Let's take one of the two unexplored exits. My options are to take the exit which twists, or the other which corkscrews. I feel that I want to um, pursue the most positive of the two options in this ASMR text adventure. And 
I feel like a corkscrew has more positive connotations than a twist. Although a twist is a dance, which is a very positive thing. So yes, let's embark together, listeners, on a twist towards an unexplored room. X2. We find ourselves, you and I, in room number nine. A fair-sized cave with jagged, orange, fungus-choked walls. A jumble of broken rocks lies on the floor, presumably from a long-ago cave-in. A thick, wet fog fills the chamber and gives the surroundings a dream-like quality. There are three exits. One goes towards an unexplored room. One turns towards an unexplored room. And the final one twists towards room six, the room that we have just come from. Here in this room it's so hot that we're both sweating profusely. The distant sound of a waterfall roars through the chamber. I don't want you to feel embarrassed about sweating so much. You understand. We're both in the same position and I understand completely. Oh, I noticed that my health has gone up to 97, and that my score has gone up to 5. Both of those things are very positive steps in the right direction, I think you'll agree, for us both in this situation. I think we should try digging through these rocks, because maybe we'll find some exciting treasure, which we can tell the people back home about, and they'll be very interested in our stories. Because we're both very, very good at weaving a yarn for our friends. And we're beloved by all who we meet. And we lead, overall, a very good life. Despite the minor setback that has befallen us. That is, being stuck in a cave. Alright, let's start digging, you and I. I'll take this rock. And you can take that one. We haven't found anything. Oh well, let's keep on exploring then. Let's take exit one, which goes towards an unexplored room. You and me, my friend, we've come to room number seven, which is a tiny cramped room with pocked orange fungus-covered walls and stalagmites rise out of the floor, almost reaching the roof. We find ourselves looking at two exits. One goes towards room number nine, where we just came from, and the second one moves towards an unexplored room. I feel comfortable enough in your presence, my good friend, to try having a fun game of climb the stalactite, stalagmite. Oh, you'll forgive me my mistake.
Unfortunately, it's far too slippery to climb. Let's look closer at the stalagmites. The cave features are awe-inspiring at first, but they soon become mundane. It's lucky then that I have you here with me, my good and close friend. We're stuck in this cave together on a calming and relaxing journey through this beautiful cave. Okay, let's take exit number two. Ah, here we are in room number 19. A tiny cramped room with rough orange fungus spotted walls. Shallow clefts mar the walls of the cave. And there are three exits. One turns towards an unexplored room, a second meanders towards an unexplored room, and the third is where we've just come from, and it's very warm in here. I'm going to peek into the clefts that mar the walls. Oh, hello kid. Okay, ASMR over for now, listeners. Okay, hello again, my very close friend. Welcome back. I'm sorry for that interruption, but I'm sure you understand. Okay, as I was saying, I'd quite like to peek into these shallow clefts, which mar the walls of the cave that you and me find ourselves trapped in. So why don't you peek into those clefts over there, and I'll have a look at these clefts. We'll see if we can find anything exciting in the clefts. The cave features are awe-inspiring. Oh, okay, it's just saying the same thing again. I guess they're just pretty to look at, but of no value to the progression of our adventure in this cave. Thank you for looking over there for me. Sorry we didn't find anything, but I'm sure there'll be more exciting things to find later on in the adventure in the cave. Okay, so there are two unexplored rooms ahead of us. One uh, we can reach by following a path which turns towards the room, and the other one meanders. So I think you and me, we can go down the meandering path, don't you? So that's exit two. Ah, we find ourselves, you and me, alone together in room number 17, which is a tiny cramped cave with pocked orange fungus-spotted walls. There are two exits. One meanders towards an unexplored room, and one meanders back to room 19, where we just came from. You remember, we looked in the clefts, but found nothing. I don't want you to be alarmed, because we're totally safe here in room 17. But there is a skeleton lying crumpled up against a wall in this room. And a scrawled note is resting beside the skeleton. And you can also see... I beg your pardon. 
we can also see a small rock and a walking stick here. Let's look at the note together, shall we? Maybe this note will give us some spelunking tips. The scrawled note weighs about one pound. Oh my gosh, it must be written on incredibly heavy paper. We figure it isn't worth anything money-wise. I think the game wants us to read the note, so let's read it together. You start at the bottom of the note, I'll start at the top, and we'll meet together in the middle, you and me. Let's go. The note reads, The old woodsman down the road always told me, Susie, you be careful of standing water. It is a haven for mosquitoes, and it has a deadly poison. How stupid of me. I did not notice the odour until I had swallowed. And my constitution is poor. I pray for rescue, both for me and my poor shattered lover. I am sick. Oh, how I spew. The cave grublings provide no solace, but at least they do not try to eat me. Gasp. I breathe my last. No, I think this is my last. Yes, this is it. Gasp. And that's the end of the note. Listeners, this is the... Uh, this is the girlfriend of the skeleton from the first room, the one that cushioned our fall. Thank you for uh, keeping me company while reading these harrowing notes. I think if I was alone, I'd be quite worried, but having you here gives me strength, which I'm forever grateful for. Thank you, my good friend. I uh, would feel even more safe if we reached out together and picked up the walking stick. So let's get the stick taken. And uh, seeing as we're carrying this woman's boyfriend already, we might as well scoop up her skeleton and put it in our pack. The skeleton is cumbersome, but you manage to scrape it all together and pick it up. Let's quickly look in our inventory. I am carrying a crumpled skeleton, a walking stick, a small rock, an empty canteen, a trans mat popper, a food pellet, a brittle skeleton, and a glow bar. I'm carrying 30 pounds of stuff, which is 60% of my current capacity, and all of it together is worth about $733. I had no idea that I was carrying a globe. Listeners, I'd quite like if we could take a moment now to investigate the globe, and then after that I'm going to call an end to this episode. Let's look at... While a pack 
five thugs were dragging you out of your bed. You grabbed the first thing your hands came into contact with, the little piece of security you keep on your night table in defense of bad dreams. The glow bar provides just enough light to illuminate spooky closets and dark caverns, but it doesn't last forever. It's best to turn it off when you don't need it. Fortunately, it recharges itself. The glow bar is currently switched off. The glow bar weighs about four pounds, and you figure that it's worth thirty-five dollars. It's just occurred to me, listeners, I mean, my good close friend, who's on this adventure with me, I should actually probably look at the uh, transmat popper a bit more closely, and maybe we can learn something about what on earth it is. I wonder if it's uh, like a popper in real life. Like, um, what are are they, just like jars of amyl nitrate which you sniff to kind of relax a bit before engaging in some kind of, uh, usually pretty taxing sexual activity. Yeah, maybe a transmat popper is different to a regular popper. Okay, let's have a look together, shall we? Look at popper. This little button is a miracle of modern technology and used to be fun for the kids before the unfortunate side effects were discovered. In layman's terms, pressing the button will dissolve an organism's cells and some of its possessions and send the resulting goo flying through the air. If there's a transmat Mac close by, the goo will reassemble near it. The transmat popper weighs about one pound and you figure it is worth $650. Wow, what? I don't even understand that. I think this is maybe supposed to be like the uh, death and respawn system in the Bioshock games. Like maybe when, um, maybe when we finally encounter an adversary in this game who means us ill, if uh, heaven forfend, it were to kill us both. Our bodies would be dissolved into goo and then reconstituted in a special body reconstitution machine nearby. That's a comforting thought, isn't it? That uh, if we were to meet a violent end, you and me together killed, uh, rather than our consciousnesses simply disappearing into nothing, we'll be... uh, will be whisked away and reconstituted, given new bodies, both of us. Isn't that a beautiful thought? I almost look forward to death now, so that I can experience this incredible miracle of technology with you by my side, my good friend. But for now, I'm, I'm going to save the game. There, saved. So that we can uh, begin playing again at this very same point later if you want to, but um, I would never want to put you under any pressure at all, of any kind, so if you don't want to come back, that's okay, you can go and do your own thing, I'll always be here ready, if you'd like to come on this cave adventure one more time, simply simply navigate to episode 2 of Wampus 2000 in the Daniel Gaze Let's Plays archive.
I actually can't really imagine who in all the world will have made it to this point in the episode because um, I think the people who would actually want to find this and listen would do so so that they could have a relaxing sleep experience and they're lying in bed and then snoozing off listening to my soft, soothing, calming voice and the people who are not enjoying the soft, soothing, calming voice thing that's going on in this episode, they won't have made it this far, they will have jumped ship like the uh, pack of cowardice rats that they are you and me, my good friend, we don't need them all we need is each other so you can come find me again anytime you need to I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.